0: delightfully fascinating character in the realms of mystery, Charlie Chan. As Charlie Chan's investigation of the murder of Ellen Landini proceeds, suspicion falls in turn upon Ward, Ryder, Dr. Swan and Romano, all ex-husbands of the opera singer. Suspicion falls too upon Leslie Beaton and her brother Hugh, also upon R. Singh, servant to Ward, whose activities the night in question were most unusual. Ireland, Landini's pilot, could have shot Landini from the plane as he landed. And while Inspector Chan is questioning him, His wife, Cecile, taunts him with stunting his plane to give Landini a thrill. Ireland retorts, You were mad with jealousy. Cecile says, Yes, mad enough to kill her. Inspector Chan, accompanied by young Holt, the sheriff, leads Cecile to the living room for further questioning. Cecile,
1: I am fully understanding in matter that you may have said I was mad enough to kill her as merely, shall we say, figure of speech. But other police, you understand, will not be likely to view speech in similar manner.
2: Oh, I did not kill her, Monsieur I, I speak wild. I was excited. It was, as you say, manner of speech.
1: Mr. Ryder, you were looking from window. Did you see Cecile outside house? I did not. And not only
0: that, I saw Cecile coming down the stairs to the upper hall after the shot was fired. She could neither have been outside nor in the study when the shot was fired.
1: You are forgetting something, Mr. Ryder. And that is... I think it is well, Sheriff, that we impart facts to the entire group. Perhaps this will lead to further elucidation. Will you be so kind?
0: You see, Madame Landini was dead before that shot was fired. What? What was that you said? Landini was killed about four minutes before you heard the shot. The sound of the real shot was drowned by the noise of the airplane motor. The shot you heard was a blind to mislead. Somehow, I don't know whether or not to believe that. Somehow, Mr. Ryder, makes little
1: difference. Your belief? We are dealing with things as they were.
0: Monsieur Chen,
2: I, I can explain every little thing I did. I did not kill Landini. I, I was sad. I told you before, she sent me for blanket. I do not go. I hear my husband make this sound over the house. I know he'd do it for her, Landini. I stand weeping on back stairs. The cook, she see me. If Landini was killed for uh, even five minutes before shot, I could not do it. I was gone from studying more than ten minutes. Dr. Swan, he see me downstairs when I place some more foods in ball in dining room.
3: That is perfectly true.
2: And Mr. Ward, he meet me on back stairs when I go to kitchen. Mr. Ryder, he see me when I come downstairs after shot. How could I make what you call murder? And I saw Cecile when she left the study.
1: You have many champions, Cecile. That is reward for cheerful countenance and bright spirit. Do not spoil same by such hasty... Ill-timed outburst says I was mad enough to kill her. That is all now. you may go to your room. Thank you so much.
0: So, Miss Beaton, you saw Cecile leave the study.
2: Yes, I did, Dr. Swan.
1: Uh, one I moment, saw you... one moment, please, Miss Beaton. Uh, Dr. Swan, can you remember what you did see as you looked into study? I wasn't into study, and I... Uh, I did not say you were in study... I said, what did you see in study? I didn't even look in the study. Mr. Ryder, what have you to say to that?
0: Uh, You must have forgotten, Doctor. I saw you looking into the study. And you turned and went down to the living room. You must be mistaken, Ryder. I did not look in the study. Mr. Sheriff. Yes, Inspector? My
1: request that you take Miss Beaton to study. I will join you in a few minutes.
0: Sure thing. Come on, Les. Miss Beaton...
1: You are not going to tell me, Dr. Swan, that Mr. Ryder was entirely mistaken? I don't know what you're driving at. You are not going to say that you were never near study? That
0: is exactly what
1: I'm
3: going to say. I'm sorry, Ryder, but you were mistaken. Or else you were trying to put the blame for the murder on my shoulders. Don't be a fool, Swan. Why should I
0: say I saw you if I didn't?
1: Please, please, gentlemen, remember that he who would throw stones must first reflect upon safety of his own house of glass. Dr. Swan, Mr. Ryder's statement is corroborated by another witness. Someone else saw you at study. Who? Who else is lying about me? No one is lying, Doctor. There's no accusation attached to being at study. That is, there was none till you so vehemently denied same.
3: Now, okay, time.
1: I don't intend to... Dr. Be... Swan, let me give you a piece of advice. He comes too near to guilt. The Empress who is tried. He comes too close to same. The Emperor whose faulty rule is much denied.
3: Are you inferring that, that uh... Nothing
1: was inferred, my dear doctor, that you did not bring upon yourself by too fervent denial of inconsequential facts. That is all, Doctor, for the present. Thank you so much.
0: By Jove, well I'll be. Holt. Holt? sheriff? Uh, the old sheriff, young Don's father, coming up the terrace. How are you, Sheriff?
3: Well, if it isn't John Ryder, huh, I'd recognize your voice anywhere. How are you? Oh, fine, old chap, except for this enforced
0: idleness while they investigate this murder. Oh, uh, this is Inspector Chan, Mr. Holt.
1: Yeah, it is indeed a great pleasure, Mr. Holt, <laughs> and much honor. Your honorable reputation is on lips of all domiciled at this
3: place. Uh, shucks, Mr. Chan, my reputation ain't nothing alongside of yours. Uh, is my boy still here?
1: Yes. Present moment, he is in study. Shall we join him? If you don't mind. It shall be as you say.
3: Be pleased to take my arm, please. Mm, thank you, Mr. Chan. I used to know my way about the ward plays pretty thoroughly, but it's been some time and. Yes, I'm fully understanding, Mr. Holt, when one's eyesight is not as good as it used to be. Oh, sure, Mr. Chan. I ain't touchy about being blind, not now. Time was when it irked me to be reminded of it. But oh well, a fellow gets used to it in time, and I've had lots of time.
1: Terrible pity, though, Mr. Holt.
3: Wealthiest mandarin who is blind
1: would gladly change places with Lois Cooley for opportunity to see. And that's no lie, Mr. Chan. Perhaps, uh, yes. I-, I think it better we will knock before entering study.
3: Come in. Why, Dad. Why, why... hello, son. I thought I'd better run up and find how you're getting along. Uh, oh, Dad, this is Miss Leslie Beaton. Uh, glad to meet you, indeed.
2: I'm very glad to meet you. Here, won't you sit in this chair? Yes,
3: thank you, Miss Beaton. Well...
2: I know you want to discuss lots of things. I... I'll go downstairs.
1: Before you go, Miss Beaton, remember our secret. (laughs) You write again these notes. Mm -hmm. I will tell one by one persons in this house that you've done so. And we will wait result. (laughs) You uh, don't need me for the next ten minutes, do you? No extreme necessity, no. (laughs) You wish to... uh, Well, I... (laughs) thought I'd take Miss Beaton out and uh, show her around a bit. Yeah, splendid suggestion, indeed, yeah. Good
3: for both of you. Run along. Well, I guess my boy told me most of the developments over the telephone this morning. Uh, anything else to add, Inspector? Not much. No one has alibi,
1: but then, too, no one very much more motive than other. Mr. Ward, of course, would be least likely since his only hope of tracing possible son was through Landini's help.
3: Yes, my boy was telling me about Ward hearing that Landini had a son by him. Anyone else know about that son?
1: None but Cecile, who told Ward in first place. And Romano, who was lying.
3: I guess you and me, Mr. Chan, think along about the same lines in a case like this. I ain't got much use for science myself. I study people.
1: Fingerprints, ballistics and such, Mr. Holt, I agree. Not so much use in tracing criminal, but very useful in obtaining conviction.
3: I understand you didn't get much from our thing. I afraid not. I, I have lost
1: caste with I thing. I travel with covet. I was ambitious. I thought success. And for what I have won, I have paid the price. Am I accepted, American? No. Am I Chinese? Not in the eyes of R. Singh. But he who chooses in freedom the path, he must follow it to the end.
3: I uh, I wonder if you'll understand. I've been a friend of R. Singh for fifty years. I'd rather cut my tongue out than say a word again him.
1: Yes, yes, of course.
3: But duty's duty, and it's my boy. You understand? Yes. I've been a- sitting here pulling something off the arm of this chair. Here. What is it? Got with a light hairy fuzz And the color, man? The color? Blue. Blue. Same as blue from blanket. Blue. Landini sent our sing for a blanket. He came back with a blue blanket for the little dog. He came back after you had found the body. You sent him away with it. Did did he lay the blanket down?
1: No, Mr. Holt. He did not.
3: No, Mr. Chan. That time he didn't. But, but, God help me, that blanket has been in this room before.
1: I'm afraid so, Mr. Holt.
3: I can see it all. He fetched the blanket found Landini alone, laid the blanket down on the arm of the chair, killed Landini with her own gun, tidied the place, mixed the lids on the cigarette boxes. Need I tell you why he did it? Why he killed her, Mr. Chan? Because he, too, knew a Ward Boy. He did it because of his love, his
0: blind devotion, Dadley Ward. So, Inspector Chan's statement that even a blind man could lead the way if he'd been over the road before is suddenly dramatically true. But what of Dr. Swan's vehement denials of inconsequential facts? We'll have to find out what they mean. After your sponsor's message, Inspector Chan will be with us again. Inspector Chan, what treat do you have for us tonight?
1: I have been thinking of Cecile's quick tongue. It is common fault. Chinese have saying regarding saying. I'm certain it will be apt. Wines and instruments of music mellow with age. Beauty with age may become dignity and loveliness, but sharp tongue remain always sharp tongue. Age will not mellow saying. Only character, perseverance, and changed heart will do that. Thank
0: you, Inspector Chan. And good night. Good night, Mr. Welkin.